everybody. Welcome. Today is Wednesday. It is September 21st, 2022. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup. Good morning, Stacy. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Jenny. And all the rest of you, whether you're watching live later or listening. That's right. Here's an audio version. Thank you for coming by. Good morning, Dennis. Oh, well, I hope you had a good Tuesday. I had a pile of meetings, went until after nine, quarter after nine or so. Uh, final meeting was a whistle kick. Um, what do we want to call division? Uh, I don't like that word. I'll come up with a better word, but you know what I mean. A group of a subset of whistle kick people doing things. And it was a good meeting, and all the meetings were good. In fact, I started and ended the day with whistle kick meetings. And let me just say, I'm proud of the work that people are doing. It's awesome. Being able to, to watch and say that I had a hand in this great stuff that other people are doing is just, it's phenomenal. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to take credit for it, but I can, you know, I can be proud of it and know that I helped get it started. So that's kind of cool. Good morning. Committee. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you, Stacey. Good morning, Gad and Steven. And oh, I, although I will say I like, I like Gad's answer better. Special ops? Oh, come on. I clicked on that. Yeah, we'll still kick special ops. That's funny. Uh, Dennis is driving to the office for the only time this week. Steven says, good morning, all study. Stay safe. Live. Well, yeah, I hope so. And Jenny reminds us today is launch day for the special edition of the Origin of Master Hopkick Beginnings. Mmm. There you go. I love it. I'm so happy. See, this is another great example. I didn't have to do anything with this book. I just said, I'd like it to be out by this time so we can do this thing with it. That's it. I'm pumped. What am I doing today? I got a couple meetings. I gotta fix somebody's computer. You try to go to the gym. Uh. Is it gonna rain all day? If it's not gonna rain all day, maybe I'll be able to go outside for five seconds. It's been raining the last two days. Uh, this is saying no rain with a high of 73. Oh, that's a nice day. I think I'm gonna try to finish up early. And you know what I'm still not seeing on the extended forecast? A frost. Grow plants, grow! Uh, Frank says, I'm going to click. I was just thinking this morning about how fortunate I am. I sleep in a cool, dark basement. I have my CPAP machine, my grounding mat, my sunrise alarm. But I think I'm much more fortunate to have all of you as my friends. Well, thank you. I appreciate your friendship as well. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning, Mark and Ryan. How many of you remember when there were like three people on this show coming in? When... I might do an entire show and nobody showed up. And here we have a dozen people. In fact, 12 people is like the minimum that we have live now. Over the 
excuse me, last few days, last few weeks, even we've, I've seen plenty of days where it gets up to 17 or 18 for a moment, you know, as people come in and out, we're, we're setting the tone for people's mornings, giving you some friendship, some conversation, bringing it back to martial arts and reminding you that martial arts is about who you are and how you implement those lessons in your life, not just what you do when you step on or off the mats or the hardwood. Oh, good morning, Lou. Stacy remembers. Yeah. Back when it was just YouTube. We tried YouTube and Instagram Live. Nobody ever showed up to Instagram Live. They'd come in and leave because nobody does long format on Instagram. That's okay. Good morning, Liz. Oh, oh. Pardon me. Tommy remembers back when it was five to eight. Yeah, we've grown. We keep growing. And one of the ways we keep growing is you guys all hit the thumbs up or the like or the heart or whatever. And then the algorithms are more likely to show it to people. That's the reality. I can take that banner down. I don't know why it's still up. Probably because I was distracted. Uh, so just a reminder, we talked yesterday about how th this general subject. How do we reconcile history, lineage, tradition within our training with newer and modern information. And here's a hint. I recorded an episode with someone yesterday. It's the second time they've been on the show. It was a very long conversation. We went over two hours and it fits in beautifully to what we're talking about here. <sighs> Who could it be? I'm not going to tell you. I'll post it on Patreon at some point soon, but I'm not going to tell you. So, okay, this is getting ridiculous. I need to go back to bed. <laughs> Frank says, I remember how frustrated you would get when no one would show up on Fridays. Yeah, because those are the best days. Those are the joke days. And now everybody shows up on Friday. It's like the best day. So we're going to save that conversation, lineage, tradition, reconciling new information for the end of the show. I'm going to tackle what Frank sent over sooner than I normally do, but I want to get some conversation going because I find the subject interesting and I'm really curious what you all think because I've got my own ideas, but quite often you add something to my brain. Ooh. That becomes something later. I actually recorded an episode and a part of an episode. There's kind of a fun project that nobody's going to know about till it goes live that Andrew and I are working on with someone. And we recorded the third of what I believe are going to be five pieces being smashed together as an episode. And it's so fun. And I just, I had an absolute blast with, with yesterday's piece. So. Um, anything else I want to tell you? If anybody has any highlights from yesterday or things they're looking forward to today, I want to hear those as well. Um, I don't, I've got a, a personal meeting that I'm not really looking forward to. Um, it's related to the, the, the not quite altercation at the gym last week. Um, I asked for a meeting because I can't keep showing up at a place where I am 
let's just say I have enough stress in my life. I don't need something like where I go to the gym to be stressful. So um, I'm going to meet with the owners and give them the opportunity to deal with it. If they don't deal with it, I'm going to deal with it. And if it does not resolve, then I will have to go elsewhere and that will be very sad. All right, let's jump into Frank's stuff. All right, so we got two hearts now. Come on, guys, please help me out. Thumbs up, like, heart, anything like that. There we go. There's three. <laughs> so out of context, this will make sense to any of you, but that's okay. Stacy says, and, and this is in reference to a highlight from yesterday, seeing Chris in unicorn headphones made my night. One of the best. Do I want to show this? I don't want to. I'm not going to show this. I, do, I did snap a picture on my phone because it was so great and so ridiculous. All right, there we go. We're, we're up to nine likes and hearts. Okay, I appreciate that. So today is Escapology Day. The special day is for people who are escape artists like Houdini. Houdini came up as a subject in yesterday's longer podcast. But today... I thought I would give an interesting self-defense twist to this special day. Former CIA agent Jason Hansen wrote a fascinating book titled Ooh. I talk too fast. I don't breathe enough. And that's why I think I yawn so much in the morning. Wrote a fascinating book titled Spy Secrets That Can Save Your Life. Chapter four, believe it or not, is titled Become an Escape Artist. Here are some inf informative text from that chapter. Most of us have duct tape lying around the house. We use it for packing up boxes or repairing something that needs a quick fix. However, most people don't know that duct tape has a much more sinister use. If a criminal wants to restrain you during kidnapping or home invasion, they are most likely to, going to do so with duct tape. How to escape duct tape. The key to breaking out of duct tape isn't strength, but knowing how to recreate the angle that makes it easy to rip. If you've ever torn off a piece of tape, I'm sure you have, then you know that if you want to rip the tape, you simply tear it at the correct angle. That's basically what we're going to do here. Step one, positioning when you are being duct taped, lean forward as far as you can, pressing your elbows and forearms closely together. If you are able to make fists with your hands, the idea here is to create a, uh, a tight seal with your forearms. Leaning forward also puts you in the submissive position with signals to your attackers. You're not going to be a problem. Step two, the break. Remember, you can pull as hard as you want to, and that tape isn't going to break. You need to recreate an angle that will easily tear the tape. To do this, raise your arms as high above your head as possible. In one quick, swift motion, pull your arms down and out to the sides, as if you're quickly pulling your hands past each hip. You can watch a free video at Spy Secrets book. Uh, while you're practicing, if the tape is breaking right away, it's most likely because you are not pulling your arms and hands apart to the side. Past your hips, practice the maneuver. Special note, this technique is if you are being taped with your hands in front of you, for more ways to escape, read the book. There you go. Um, you know another way? If you can get a shoelace free, you can create a little uh, saw. And once you get into the tape, even a little bit, it'll tear much easier. So something to keep in mind. Any, anybody else out there really like watching like James Bond sort of stuff and, and watching spies do crazy cool stuff like that and think, I want to do that? 
but not actually. I never wanted to be a spy. I never wanted to be undercover. But the fantasy is kind of neat. You know, the idea of taking our martial arts training and being able to apply it, you know, all the time sounds very, um, I guess, romantic is kind of the right word. Even though I don't actually want to get in fights all the time, but it was my job. I was saving my country. All right. Let's do it. Let's start talking about this subject. Tradition versus modern information and how to reconcile the two. Of course, on one side, you've got, if this was good enough for my instructor, it's good enough for me. I'm not going to change anything. And then on the other side, you've got, I'm only going to do the things that make the most sense for me in my own personal training. What someone teaches me, you know, I'll, I'll listen, but if it doesn't work, I'm not going to bother. And then most of us are somewhere in the middle. Hmm. Tommy says the only negative thing that could be said about the Tai Chi I do is the lineage wars. You know, this idea that, well, my Tai Chi comes from this person, so it's better. So what? And I, I say that only because I know Tommy feels the same way. Gad says, replies to Tommy, that is something from which too many martial arts and practitioners suffer. It seems to me like pride before putting in the actual work most of the time. Just because your teacher is so-and-so and his father was so-and-so doesn't mean you were all that great. I completely agree, Gad. This idea that where you come from makes you better is, is so utterly ridiculous. Mark says, if we delve deep enough into our traditional styles, we find everything we need for modern confrontation. I'll agree. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to let that sit in my brain. And Tommy replies to Gad, agreed. I see it more in my Tai Chi, more in Tai Chi in my experience than in Kung Fu or Aikido. Jenny says, I know I've said, oh, that was cool. Was that real? Or did they make that up for the movie? I can't recall specifics. I just know I've said this. You know, there are people out there who are working on self-defense as a problem, as a business. They're doing research. Um, the name that first comes to mind that most of you might know would be Tony Blauer. Right? If you go way back to episode 108, you can hear Tony talk about his beginnings in traditional martial arts and his, real, his realizations of things that sent him on a different path. And now he does some things that I think are really kind of cool. And actually, if you've done any of the slow training work with me, a lot of that is rooted in the same principles. And I got many of those principles from Tony. And honestly, they're all, all those principles probably ultimately come from Tony, even though I didn't get them direct. You know, they may have followed a circuitous route. I think tradition has a place. And I think modern information has a place. I, I think tradition is valuable because it connects us. If you think about the things that we do that bind us together, they're all rooted in tradition. 
Thanksgiving dinner is a tradition. It exists. It's existed for a very long time. We wouldn't all have that day off from work, or most of us get the day off from work. And that wouldn't happen if it wasn't a tradition that had reached a point of consensus. And there are a lot of other things like that too. In martial arts, we have maybe not consensus, but we have style. And that becomes a, a consensus for a narrow group of people. This is how we do this. This is how we do that. And it makes training together better in a lot of ways because it gives a common ground. If you teach a martial arts school and everybody's permitted to do everything the way they want, it makes teaching them anything very difficult because there's no assumed knowledge. There's nothing that you can look at and say, okay, well, you know how we all do this stance in this form? We wouldn't have that. Okay, so it's kind of like the way we do our this technique, but you're going to change it to this. Well, what if they don't all do that technique that same way, right? So that's where I think having at least something becomes critical. Gad says, if a karate school, for instance, teaches gun or knife defense, it's not a traditional curriculum, but it is useful for, is it useful for the students? I believe so. Yeah. Gun defense ultimately is not traditional. It really can't be unless you define tradition as, you know, 20 years. Dennis says, every time you say tradition, I hear the opening song from Fiddler on the Roof. Tradition. Tradition. Gad says, tradition, if we really only observe traditions when it comes to fighting, we'd still be banging wooden clubs and dinosaur bones over each other's heads. There's a point where it has to deviate, where it has to evolve. But evolution of what we do doesn't have to mean ignorance of the old ways. For example, I think the number one thing that changes or has changed or maybe should change in traditional martial arts is not how to punch or kick. It's in two main areas, drills and conditioning. The way we understand flexibility today, strength training today, etc., is better. We have a better understanding of it than we did 50 years ago. And most of the conditioning drills that exist in martial arts schools, from my experience, are pretty old fashioned. There's nothing wrong with them, but there are better ways. And since we're talking about conditioning and the purpose of the conditioning being to get more out of our training and to be more resilient in a confrontation, et cetera, a better way seems logical. I don't know any martial arts schools that look at their push-up drills as traditional elements that can't be changed, like they might say with a form. And the other way, drills, scenarios. Um, you know, we have a far better understanding of adrenaline, of fear, of those immobilizing elements that come up in a confrontation. We have better ways to drill them and train for them. But a lot of schools don't incorporate anything like that. 
So those are kind of the two places I'd like to see some things. Good morning, Jason. Jason says, traditional versus modern. My sister once asked me why I still use a plain toothbrush, and I told her it gets the job done. She replied, why only use 200-year-old technology when you have so many other options and ideas available? Yeah. Tommy reminds us of a famous David Bowie line. The only thing permanent in this world is change. Stacy says, I'd love to, I would love to see one day, how do we bow in our schools or do we even bow in our schools? What happens if religious beliefs prohibit bowing to an instructor or flag? It's a simple tradition that I appreciate, but is pretty old fashioned in the modern world ever bowed into Starbucks by mistake? Uh, not Starbucks specifically, but uh, as a kid, um, definitely bowed come, going into like elementary school classrooms. I've definitely called school teachers sensei and mom. Frank says, and then there's the question of how accurate are these traditions? As in, these things were passed down from human memory, which is fallible. Exactly. I do believe that forms have reached the point of being a big game of telephone, which is why I don't understand people getting so wrapped around the axle on, oh, well, it has, this move has to be this way. Why? Why does that matter so much? Well, this is how so-and-so did it. Okay, well, track down the videos of the people who in, invented the styles that you train in and you'll probably see they, they do it differently in different videos. Martial arts and even forms are meant to be living. They're not meant to be carved out of stone and never changing. I'm pretty confident of that. Then it says to Stacy, bowing into Starbucks is laughable. I've only bowed into Duncan. So, for me, as I said, that, that tradition becomes a commonality that we have. And I think if I had a school, and I've got the framework set for a school, and by the way, I've, I've stopped looking, not because I don't want to teach, but because it proved to be so much harder to find the space than I thought it was going to be. And I have so much going on that I'm kind of taking it as the universe saying, hey, I'm trying to make this hard for you because this isn't the right time. So, but in that framework, there are forms, but there's also a tremendous amount of newer stuff and freedom for people to inject their own stuff. And I think you need all the above, right? So the tradition can come from forms, but it doesn't have to. And with that tradition, we feel a connection to our instructor, to each other, to other martial artists, to the people who used to train and don't anymore or pass down, whatever, right? We tend to like tradition. You know, if you look at our holidays, they're all rooted in tradition. Most families, when they get together, do things that they've done for a while. There's a tradition there, or they're trying to start a new tradition. 
especially today, I think when so many of us feel disconnected, I think tradition becomes more important. And perhaps that's why so many people get frustrated at this very subject. They want all the tradition because they, don't want, to, they want to feel as connected as possible. I think there are other reasons sometimes, but we don't have to talk about those today. And then you've got the other people who just want to throw it all away and do their own thing. And I think in a lot of cases, it's because those folks don't feel any connection. Or they that connection they had uh, um, didn't work. Someone violated it, for example. And they're trying to create distance. Gad says, for those people too stuck in tradition, they should make a t-shirt. When you attack me, could you please hit me in this exact spot? Because my form dictates. Little target on the sternum. Yes. Tommy says, many times traditions can become cultish. I think when tradition is not balanced with logic, with reason, if the tradition exists only because it is traditional, why do we do this? Because we've always done this. Okay, but why? If there's no good answer, I think that's where those cultish tendencies come from. Jenny says, maybe you haven't found a location yet because you haven't looked in Southeast Pennsylvania. Just saying, I'm selfish and love your school to be closer to me. Well, I appreciate that. That's, that's fun. That's an honor. Um, Not, probably not going to happen. I won't say never. I won't say no, but I'm going to say probably not. I'm not a city guy. I like the woods. I like being able to wake up and look outside and see trees and very little else. It makes me happy. And you all being here makes me happy. Thank you for coming by. This was good. And if you have further thoughts on this, I'd love to hear them. Most of you have a good way to reach me email, Facebook Messenger, or whatever. Feel free to reach out because I want to hear your thoughts. I'm, this was a subject that Andrew and I could have tackled on Martial Arts Radio, but we didn't. And I'm glad that we tackled it here because we got even more opinions. Remember, if you want to support us, you've got the Patreon, patreon.com slash whistlekick. I love the Patreon. I love the fact that you can get in for two bucks a month and and get access to a bunch of cool stuff. And for those of you who have schools, I don't think there's a better way that you can spend $50 to grow your school than joining at that tier. 15 up and you get access to the martial arts school owners mastermind. Go check out what masterminds cost. $50 is a bargain and you get to write it off in each one. And there's tiers in between with other stuff. Of course, you can also support using the code FIRSTCUP15 at whistlekick.com. Just a heads up, had a chat with Andrew today, uh, yesterday, um, on the VIP bundles for Free Training Day Northeast. And there are a few other things that are going in those. Uh, but something just to let you know, if you're not going to buy a shirt, if a shirt doesn't interest you, if we had, we're limiting it to 50, but if we have any left, we will be selling them the day of the event. I would much rather you buy a shirt. The shirt is 
I mean, we don't make money on the shirt, but I'd rather you buy the shirt because it's a, it's a reminder throughout the year. I went to this thing and it was impactful for me, right? Um, but there we go. So just letting you know what's going on. I try to let First Cup folks know a little bit behind the scenes. Because if you're going to wake up early and watch the show, I'll tell you what's happening. And of course, we've got the family page. Whistlecake.com slash family. Got to type it in. When did I update? I updated that on Monday. I might update it again today. Sometimes that happens. We do the show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Take care. Lou says that was a quick 30 minutes. Hope everyone has a great day. I agree. This show goes fast. Then it says, Joe Lewis always said it well. Medical technology, electrical technology, attention, all sorts of industries evolve. Should not martial arts as well. But that said, you never forget where you came from. Tommy's in for a road trip to get steak sandwiches. Mark says the mastermind is the best. Thank you, Mark. I hope everybody has a great day. I will see you back here tomorrow. We've got another episode coming out tomorrow. We'll talk about that and who knows whatever else. Take care, be well, and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.